When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three. Hello and welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me. I'm Charles and joining me from the safety of their own homes are Chessie Coleman, Danny Brothers and Neil Edgerton Scott. How are we doing guys? It's been one hell of a week, hasn't it? It has indeed. It has indeed. Is is anyone having to now moisturise their hands? Yes. Yeah, isn't it just the pain in the bum? It's hard. It's doing my nutting. I, my my knuckles are basically you can almost see bone. You, you did have quite skinny hands to start with, Neil. Oh, yeah. That's very kind of you to say. Thank you. <laughs> Dawn's wandering around with alcohol wipes and disinfectant and effectively spraying everybody at any given moment. So I could imperish my entire body with the amount of disinfectant that's been sprayed all over me. But, all the visions you've yeah. just given all of our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> what about you, Danny? You, you've had some new arrivals this week, haven't you? We have. We've got some chickens, Charles. Have you actually? We we'd, uh, yeah, we bought four chickens and they're safely in the back garden and helping us with our self-isolation needs. Um, hopefully with some eggs, 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 eggs in the next few weeks. So... That's fun. That's cheered us all up a bit. Um, as did stand up bingo yesterday, which was great fun. Uh, big up, uh, big up to Tom Cliff for that. That was a great afternoon. 
doing it again this Saturday as well. They are, with some VIP hospitality um, places up for grabs, I believe. That's right, 2.15 on the Cafe Track Facebook page. All you have to do to enter is to go to uh, www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash cafe track, buy a virtual coffee for the cafe, and in the message section, leave 15 numbers from numbers 1 to 90 inclusive. You can do it as many times as you want and have as many, therefore, tickets as you want. And and then it's a game of stand-up bingo being done live on Facebook. Um, it, it was really fun. Although, Danny, you were out almost immediately, weren't you, this yeah, week? Yeah, second number, I was gone. Yeah. <laughs> I was playing with Amelia, and we probably got just over the halfway mark before our first number came up. We went out at number 15, and Amelia was so upset, bless her. <laughs> there were some high-profile um, watches as well. Martin Smith was playing. Martin Smith was playing, Calvin yes. Thomas was playing. Indeed. I believe that um, Jim Rosenthal bought a ticket. I don't know whether he was there on the actual stream itself and, and watching as it was going along, but I know he definitely bought himself a ticket. Uh-huh. Sean um, Parrish, once in a while, got a ticket as well, I think. Not sure if he was there or whether he was just too busy recounting that goal again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a fabulous sort of half an hour or so, wasn't it? And just to, you know, really take your mind off of what was going on in the world. And hmm. yeah, it was it was a really good bit of fun. So so well done, Tom, and thank you very much for that. It was it was fabulous. Tom, Tom, Tom. Obviously, it is quite a strange time at the moment. And yes, again, it's going to be a different pod than normal this week. Um, but while it is free for you to listen to it, it's, it's not free for us to make. Um, that's why we've set up our Patreon page. Uh, we have several options for you, starting at just $2 a month. For $5 a month, you'll have your own jingle made and it'll be get played out on the podcast. And I promise I will do that this week, unlike last week when I completely forgot. Um, thank you very much to um, Melbourne Cobbler, who became our latest Patreon this week. He's just signed up for for a brilliant amount. I, w- I won't say what it is, but um, thank you very much, Melbourne Cobbler. Also, a thank you to Martin Hasker as well. He signed up this week as well. So thank you to both and to every single one of our patrons. It really does make a difference and, and makes it easier for us to keep bringing you content. Um, to find out more, head over to our website, which is cobblerstome.com, or go straight to the Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. I'm Nicky Adams, and it's all cobblers to me. Right. Well, all week we've been basically asking you to help us fill this podcast with content. And I'm really pleased to say that you haven't let us down. So over to Neil, who is going to take us through what is bulgiest of bulging <laughs> post bags we have ever set eyes on we do have as you correctly described it charles a pulsating bulging bag did you have to sort out the sam hoskins references uh, we, we, we've got a separate sorting location for them um, <laughs> it's a p.o box yeah <laughs> <P.O. Box Sam. laughs> we've got we've got loads to get through so we'll kick off with Daniel Baines, who messaged us on the Twitter, uh, and he has asked us to rank the seasons from the last decade, so from 2010 to 2020. That's from Daniel Baines on the Twitter. Oh, 
We could be here a while doing that. A lot of them blow into one, don't they? Yeah. Apart from, apart from yeah. one of them. We know what's yeah, yeah, there, there, there is one. There's one and then nine <laughs> runners up. <laughs> um, oh, well, I'd, I'd say that the, the year we got relegated from League One must be quite towards the bottom half. I mean, that's terrible, isn't it? Mm. I'm not going to lie. I I do struggle to remember most seasons. Where uh, do we rank, like, for example, the Boothroyd playoff season? Does that count as a good season or just oh, a terrible season? It was awful. Season? It was awful. It, we, it wasn't the best ju- season, was it? But We were just um, lucky that year, weren't we? We just... We just got lucky and got really dodgy 1-0 results like week after week after week. And Sean said from really early on in that season, there's no way we're going up because they just rode their luck on so many occasions. And on paper, it looked like a really solid season. It was atrocious. And entertainment-wise, it was also atrocious. I don't know what season you're talking about, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what about what about the season that we beat Liverpool at Anfield? Everyone remembers it for for that one game. I don't remember it for that one game, Charles. Go on then. We beat Crew six two at home. Do you remember that one? We did. Well, we I did. do. Yeah. We also That's... let go of our manager, which was an absolutely diabolical decision. No, but we replaced him with Gary Johnson, so <laughs> which was also we all a had diabolical. A, we had loads of fun bouncing up and down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was it actually that season that we replaced something like that? That seems insane. Mm. Sam, I got sacked, didn't he? After he drew a lot of games, about six games in a row, yeah. which seems mm. ridiculous. Now it was towards the end of that season, wasn't it? We were fourteenth as well, wasn't weren't we? We were absolutely mm. fine. But we had been in. We had been looking to try and get to the playoffs, hadn't we? Um, but then Samo did have Paul Rogers at right back, so it's not surprising that we didn't. And Courtney Herbert <laughs> in the squad. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. yeah. Mind you, do you remember that goal he scored at Berry? Yeah, yeah. I was that? It was like everyone was that the equaliser. Was it a two-all game? Yeah, I think. I think so. But he definitely scored the equaliser in like the last minute or something, and everybody went mad. That was the year that we were in the what the home end essentially because oh, I, I seem to remember going round. to Berry. Yeah, going to Berry. I've sat in pretty much both ends at least twice at Berry. Um, when watching the Cobblers there. Um, but yeah, Courtney Herbert. I mean, he was quick, wasn't he? But that was about it. He was quick and crap. <laughs> Didn't you play against Courtney Herbert once, Neil? I did play against Courtney <laughs> that Herbert. That probably says more about Courtney Herbert than it does about Neil. <laughs> what are you saying, Jeffy? <laughs> <laughs> He was in a five-a-side tournament and he didn't take kindly to our tactics and had a bit of a tantrum. Uh-oh. Aww. So Keith Curl-style tactics? It was Keith Curl-style tactics. We made the decision that we were probably a little bit out of our depth against the other teams. <laughs> then we, I think we won our first game and we worked out that if we drew the rest of our games, we'd make it through to the <laughs> knockout. So we just kept booting the ball off the pitch. <laughs> and he lost his head. This isn't real football, <laughs> is what he said. <laughs> Try telling that to Keith Curl now. Play that answer, didn't he, Herbert? Yeah, he, he did. Won. He did. Yeah, he did. He set up a goal, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, was it the Kevin Thornton one? Um, yeah. Sorry, Michael Jacobs one, sorry. Right, we're gonna have to, I'm going to have to move us on a little bit because otherwise... Can I, I mean, just interject very quickly? Uh, on, uh, very yeah, quickly. go on, Jeffrey, go on. Right, so uh, I would say, although it was an absolute dreadful season, I would say that the, the kind of... The way we saved ourselves when Wilder saved us on that final day against Oxford, that run of games 
the last few games where we kind of knew we had a little bit of hope. And then obviously that that game against Oxford, that was pretty special. Although the season was a write-off in, in itself and we were terrible for the majority of the season. But that last run of games, that sticks really clear in the memory, I think. Mm. It's that the, the game, emergence of, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the emergence yeah. of Ivan Tony as well. But no, he can't say his name now. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, Ian Morris, what, what a game he had. What a strike that was. <laughs> what a strike. Oh, oh Ian Morris. But that was one of my favourite away games. You're right, Chessie, about that, oh, that running. Oh. That Dagenham game, went, it was just, it was oh. amazing. Mm. But everyone just seemed to be in like, the same place in London before the game and just mm. made their way to the game together. And it was just one of those moments where you just, it all just came together. <laughs> and, I, th- I think it was that the penultimate game. Yeah. Reason, yeah. But the oh, thing is time. as well is that I think I speak for all of us and, and every Cobblers fan, nobody thought it was going to happen everybody had resigned themselves to relegation I don't think there was a single person in that stadium that you could say thought what was going to unfold unfold Mm. yeah you're probably right I think it was one of them unique occasions wasn't it you could rank the seasons couldn't you you could rank rank them quite simply by you know the the best season was the one where we finished the highest in the in the league tables and stuff but it doesn't really work Mm. like that does it I think you're right Chessie that I'd take that wilder season that we've just been talking about over a, a, a mid-table finish or I'd, I'd, in fact I'd probably take that even over the AD Boothroyd season so would I 100% just for, even if it was just for that day against Oxford when you knew you'd done it that just that moment we're all still on the pitch and it was just such a brilliant send-off for that year and such a great achievement and actually not necessarily for Cobblers fans but to recognise the achievement of Wilder and Neil and what they've done and now given where they are you can look back and think oh my goodness me that's where it kind of began shall we do do top three of the decade yeah go on then let's do top because I feel decade. like ranking them all I mean I can't remember half of them I blocked most of them out, so. <laughs> top three then everyone go with their top three okay so uh 2015-16 top if someone doesn't put that as top, then are we all in agreement? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're agree top, yeah. yeah, so we're basically working out second and third, aren't we? Yeah. Um, okay, so for me then, I think I'd agree with you, Chessie, and put that season that, that we did the great escape with Wilder and Neil at the helm a second. And then I will go for the, the season that we all want to forget for that one game. 2013 because there were some good games in there and I mean it was it was also for me it was great to see Clark Carlisle play for the Cobblers so there's my three nice nicely done Charles thanks Jeffy any any changes to that yeah I would change the third place to the 2010 not necessarily just because we we beat Liverpool but that that cup run in itself and the games that we that we won, and the fact that Ian Sampson was manager, I know obviously how it ended ended, but the the start of it was quite special. Daddy boy, um, I'm yeah, obviously same top two. Oh, I don't know what edge is it. It's difficult because you've got the Anfield game, but then you've got the the run to the playoffs. I think oh, I'm going to go ten eleven just because I love Samo so much and seeing him lead the team now and to get that achievement at Anfield and to have that that moment I think it just about edges the playoffs for me watching him sprint down that sprint punchline down, yeah. yeah that will <laughs> live with me forever Simeone Spe- speaking of which Diego Simeone did a Samo didn't he mm. he did Samione <laughs> <laughs> very clever 
My, uh, I, I agree. I, I'd agree with with Jeffy and Danny actually. I, I th- okay. The AD booth, I hated it. Uh, it's, huh. it, it's it, none of us have even questioned this season, have we? Um, so, and it was it's very similar to this season. Um, mm. My favourite memory of the Liverpool game was Alistair Slow uh, <laughs> on the pitch in his suit, <laughs> nice smart yeah. shoes, bright white socks. It was brilliant. He looked he, he genuinely looked like someone had taken their kid along with him. Oh, ridiculous! Just before we move on, I think that gives us the perfect opportunity just to plug the brand new series that we've got going now called Memory Lane, which came out on Saturday. The first episode was with Gareth Wilshire. That is available in your podcast feed right now. Coming up, we've got episodes with, uh, who have we got, guys? Jefferson Lake. You're doing that tomorrow, aren't you, with Jefferson Neil? Yeah, Jeffy Lake tomorrow night. We've got Steve Walsh, who was also at the Chronicle Echo at the same time as uh, good old Jeff A. Um, Danny, you're going to be speaking to Hayden Spenceley, the club yeah. chaplain. Um, uh, there's quite a few people on our list that we've got to talk to. Um, basically, it's going to be a trip down memory lane to find out these people's favourite cobbler's memories while they've been a fan and if you'd like to take part in the series then you can just drop us an email and let us know what your favorite memory is it could be a game a player uh, a goal or a season or or any kind of moment i mean i asked danny and he basically wanted to just talk about that plastic garden chair for half an hour no, i was um, i was just going to do an eric sabin <laughs> special charles actually <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so anything you want to just let us know it's all cobblers at gmail.com is the email address to send it to and then we'll come and have a chat with you i, I say that it's going to be remotely uh we can do it over the phone or over the internet so please do join in um so yeah and and go and listen to that episode with gareth wilshire he's talking about the 1986-87 division four championship winning uh, season so yeah go ahead and have a listen to that thanks to patreon supporter martin asker back to the post bag neil sorry to interrupt it's funny you mentioned that season charles is it it is Hmm. it's almost like we planned this uh we haven't. We definitely didn't. We definitely didn't. But uh, Ian Thompson got in touch on the Twitter uh, and asks us which season was better: nineteen sixty-four stroke sixty-five, eighty-six eighty-seven, or two thousand and fifteen sixteen. I was Can only alive remember? for one. <laughs> so were we? I know I was alive for two, but I was alive for I don't remember. Alive yeah, two, I don't yeah. remember the the middle one. It's really hard to tell. If you weren't there, isn't it? Can't really answer that, can we? I mean, we're going to have to say 2015, 2016, because that's the only one we've seen. What I would say on it, though, um, I remember very distinctly, and this kind of links into the memory lane thing, me and Sean, um, bearing in mind Sean's been a Cobblers fan since he was a kid, and he's nearly 60 now, and his um, favourite game was the Leighton Orient game way in 2016, so is mine, which is really weird, because given the amount of games that he'd have been to without me... But he said to me really distinctively that day, the 86-87 team, you'll never beat that, Ches. And then after that game at Leighton Orient, he said, actually, Wilder's team, I think they're pretty much the same. So if if you take somebody who's been a really loyal Cobblers fan and, you know, has, has gone up and down the country and spent years watching them, for, for them to be compared and for somebody to have followed them that closely, for them to say that they're fairly similar just shows how good both teams were or are definitely definitely uh, so but yeah we, we can't really answer it from our own personal experiences because we we're just not old enough i'm sorry we're everyone. too young 
Uh, we've got Nathan Drake again on the Twitter. Okay. Who, it's a bit of a tough one. This um, he's asking us who we think we should let go of uh, whenever the season ends. Charles, oh, gee, that's really difficult. <laughs> <laughs> that's so mean. See you, Charles. <laughs> I assume you meant the podcast team, no? <laughs> I think you oh, meant. Are you, you going to start editing it? Are you? <laughs> that's a really difficult question to answer, isn't it? Because we just don't know what's going to happen. And I know it's a no, bit. He's, a- he's asking who we would. Really, isn't isn't he? Surely. Yeah, who, yeah, he is. He's asking who would we let at the squad. Who would say? So, I guess the way to approach this season finishes. It will depend a little bit on whether we somehow fluke getting into the playoffs and getting promoted. But at the face of it, there's probably quite a few of the squad that we'd release, right? Yeah, RJH. RJH. Reese Johnson. Oh, I, I, personally, I'm not sure we should really answer that. Do you not? No. I, only, only for the reason that poor old Drakey. Well, <laughs> you say that, but poor old whoever we turn round, Reese Johnson, and say that we get rid of. Fine, we'll move on. We had a great email. Do you want this email? I do. Yes, it's from. I love an email. It's from Ron Robert Cardosa. And, um, <laughs> right. The question. Legit. Winner. <laughs> the, the question is: Would you rather have the hair of Paul McGregor and the skill of Martin Smith? Or the hair of David Hunt and the skill of Derek Asamoah? Uh, D- David Hunt. All, all, all the way. I'm, I'm not having the hair of Paul McGregor, so. No, yeah, nor am I. I, don't, I don't want anything to do with Paul McGregor. I, I Same, think I'd yeah. take a step down a step down from the skill of Martin Smith just for the for the hair. Yeah, I'd hey, sacrifice Del, that. Del Boy was still quite tricky, wasn't he? He was, he was yeah, skillful, he was. yeah. Mm, he was, was really brilliant. quick. He was very quick, yeah, so I agree. I, I don't want anything to do with that idiot McGregor, so... Um, yeah, I agree. We've got another letter. This one, this time an actual letter. A letter. A, a letter. letter. That's yeah. very posh. Where, where did that get sent to? <laughs> Podcast house. Never given out an address. Podcast house. Yeah. Did it get sent by pigeon? Someone just wrote Gobbler's Podcast and then it, it's made its way. <laughs> it made its way. <laughs> it's from David Badil. <laughs> oh, I wonder what this is going to say. The actual <laughs> David Badil. <laughs> the actual David Badil. You can ask him on Twitter. He'll confirm he sent it. Okay. Uh, and he wants to know, does Pele shag around? Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> what do we think? I think Pele answered this himself, didn't he, on Twitter? He did, actually. You're right. And he confirmed he does. <laughs> but not right now, he said, didn't he? Not right now. He's not in a, not in a great way at the minute. So, he's, he, But he, he does like to. Uh, we've got uh, we've got one, oh, one snuck through the bag, guys. This has been sorted incorrectly at the sorting oh. place thingy uh matt cobbler's on the twitter should we appeal sam hoskins's red card <laughs> <laughs> slight difference because that this is slightly different should we appeal it by now we well, might as well got nothing else might to do well. why not <laughs> appeal it on the grounds of uh he was suffering from early signs of the coronavirus when it happened not me <laughs> <laughs> now it pays to be a part-time fan, Charles. <laughs> uh, we've got Matt actually sent us another couple of ones. Uh, so this is actually a really interesting question. What do we think is the biggest jump in English football? Is it League Two to League One, League One to Championship, or Championship to Premier League? I'll throw another one in there, or Conference to League Two. No, that that's there's there's barely any gap there. I would say for the Conference to League Two. Um, 
for me. Uh, yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I'd probably go with saying the step from League One to Championship. Because mm. don't forget with going to the Premier League, I know the Championship is kind of going that way anyway because of the way money is in football, but the amount of money just by getting a Premier League place changes the club's entire outlook on players, facilities, everything. And regardless of, of, you know, you can sit here for hours and debate the money situation in the Premier League, but that has a massive effect. And even for clubs then not surviving in the Premier League, um, getting relegated into the Championship, the parachute payments are huge, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. I actually think the biggest jump in English football is... The ball boy trying to catch Ash Taylor's penalty. <laughs> You're on fire tonight with these, Danny. <laughs> I'm going a bit to Lally. Yeah, so. Aren't we all? Ain't we all? Yeah. Ain't we all? I, do, I, do, I do think if you look at it, you go, if you're in League One and then you go, unless you're one of the big names that has recently come down, like, so you're talking about the likes of Ipswich, Sheffield Wednesday, um, you know, those Leicester, sort of sides. Um, yeah, Leicester. You know, jumping, you know, they, they come back, they go down into League One and then when they then do get back up, usually at the first or, you know, it only takes them a couple of attempts, a couple of seasons to get back into the Championship. They've kind of steadied the ship and they go back into the Championship and, and that's fairly easy. But if you're talking about a team that is, I don't know, look at Luton, for example. No. <laughs> You know, they absolutely waltzed League One, didn't they, last year? And yet, this year, I mean, they were relegated in what, November? I think it's a pretty similar step up, actually, from League One to the Championship as it is from the Championship to the Premiership in terms of it's it's equally as hard, I think. Because usually you Mm. get, going from the Championship to the Prem, you usually get one team that sort of excels and does really well and the other two really struggle. And you get kind of get the same from league one up to the championship you get one team that holds their own and does pretty well and the other two really struggle and mm. I, I think it's, sim- it's a similar difficulty yeah I, I think that's right um the best way to find out is for us to to do it right oh, <laughs> I, don't yeah. the, I don't mean the podcast i mean cobblers <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that that would be lovely we'll, we'll let you know in 40 years <laughs> when we're still waiting for it to happen the 40 year plan <laughs> it was so, we were so close to seeing Dean Peer as a championship player oh. <laughs> like literally <laughs> a couple of kicks of the ball and Dean Peer would have been a championship player the modern Carlton Palmer <laughs> uh, we got another couple from Matt actually do we want to see more televised League 1 and League 2 football it's better no. than the championship no no. I disagree. I massively disagree, Charles. The, the, the only thing that I would say it's good for is, is the finance, finances. Bit I, for I the, disagree. For clubs, right? I really disagree. For, for what? If you're not a fan of the team that's on, I think it's boring. I totally why, disagree. Why do you want to sit there and watch football? It is so much more entertaining than the Premier League. The Premier League is the most predictable, most obvious set of results that you can find bar the miracle that happened at Leicester a few years ago, you know exactly pretty much what's going to happen in the Premier League year after year. You don't have a clue what's going to go on in League One and League Two, and you don't have a clue what the results are going to be. Yeah, that's right. But I I don't really see, I wouldn't see it as being taking, you wouldn't lose Premier League games off the TV. And, and have them replaced by League One, League Two games. I would. It would be champions. It would be you no, know, but you wouldn't because they're two different packages. 
you've got the EFL as sold as one package and you've got the Premier League as sold as another. So you'd, you'd only lose championship games. And I think the championship is a far better league to watch as a neutral than either League One or League Two. The only times that you get League One and League Two games on the TV is when you've got teams Salford. which are already yeah. doing really well at the top of the league or when you've got a Salford. International break. That's when it's on, isn't it? Actually, Peterborough yeah, are on quite it. a lot, aren't they, as well? Yeah, well, yeah but look, look where they are in the league. They? Yeah, and look where they are in the division. They're always at the top and they always score plenty of goals and concede plenty of goals. They know it's going to be a good, a high scoring mm. game. So that's why they get showed. That's why they get showed. I, I just, I just look at it. I just go, I, I've never sat there and watched a whole League Two or League One game that's been on Sky. Oh, I have. That I isn't, have. That yeah. isn't the Cobblers. I, I just it, can't. I love a bit of it bores me. I have to say, though, you are right about the championship. The championship is far more entertaining than the Premier League ever has and will be, I think. The championship is just a totally different animal, isn't it? It's mm. you, it's so unpredictable. You just don't know what's going to happen, and it's a brilliant league to watch. I do love lower league football, though, for everything it stands for, and I think that's probably why I'm a little bit biased towards that question. I, I'm with you, Jeffy. I'd like to see more League 1 and League 2 football on the telly. The problem is it's been tried before, right, with... What was it that was it ITV that did it ages ago that went bust? Yeah, yeah. Was it, what was that weird sports channel called? Centante. Yeah. Centante. Centante. What did yeah. they? What did they do? Well, they were the, they were the Irish TV channel, weren't they? And they brought and they branched out into the UK, and then very quickly, because essentially, because they spent a lot of money on you know buying up rights to be able to show the football. Um, and they just didn't get the amount of money that, or the amount of subscribers that they needed to be able to pay for it and stay profitable. So um, they eventually, and with, with the collapse of ITV Digital as well, they they eventually just sort of went. Oh, I think they still exist, but only in Ireland. Because I know that um, I don't know whether you guys listen to uh, Peter Crouch's podcast alongside this podcast. Obviously, um, he was saying that he scored an absolute worldie. I think for Portsmouth years ago, and the only place ever to have his goal is Satanta Sport, and he has no record of it anywhere. Oh, it's a shame. <laughs> Fun fact. Um, the problem is it's not financially viable, is it? That's the problem. There's not there's not enough demand to watch it, and the clubs won't accept. Because I was thinking, oh, why not? Why doesn't one of the free for air channels take it? But then you know the clubs are still going to want paying for it, and then it doesn't become viably like sensible for one of the free for air channels to do it. It's just doesn't work, doesn't really work. But I would like to see more League One and League Two football on our I'd like to watch football. I'm Chris Freestone and it's all cobblers to me. One for you, Danny, actually. This is the final one from Matt. Um what what should the format of the EF, EFL Champions League be? <laughs> has he actually called it the EFL Champions League? He has called it the EFL point, Champions yeah, League. More yeah. points for that. Um what should the format be? Um get rid of the twenty three sides, the under twenty three sides I say. That answers his uh, the, next question. Pre- say, <laughs> get rid of them. No, <laughs> no, get rid of them. Um, I'd say make it straight knockout. Uh, those yep. who want to go a long way can. Those who don't put a, whatever team out, go out first round. They don't have anything more to do with it. Um, just make it straightforward. No, straight knockout, and that's it. Yeah, I agree with that. It makes it a bit more entertaining as well because you don't want to play these ridiculous dead rubber group games either. Um, so, yeah, that, that's my solution. Fully agreed. There you go, Sean Harvey. That's how it's done. Uh, right, we've got Don't a we Facebook. all know how it's done? Isn't Sean Harvey the only person in the world that doesn't know how it's done? We've got a Facebook message. 
Oh, this is from Walter Slide. Um, <laughs> and he wants to know uh, what the pros and cons of building a water park at Sixfields are. Amazing fun. No and cons, water. obviously. No cons. Pros. No cons. Water. Must be some cons. Oh, maybe maybe the occasional waterlogged pitch. There's a con. <laughs> There's a leak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, mean, I don't think water parks bring that as a, as a serious danger. <laughs> Either because there's a leak or because there's just a really busy weekend. Or Bayo is going down one of the flumes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd obviously Brilliant. call it the Charlie Goo diving board, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we could have the, the, Dean, the Dean Pier Corridor, was it? Yeah, yes, Dean Pier Corridor. It should yeah. be all glass so you could just see the... Uh, it's, like, it's like the tunnel thing at the, at the new Spurs ground where yeah. it's all glass. <laughs> One side you can see the football pitch, the other side you can see the, this water park. So in answer to uh, Walter Slide, we're definitely on board with the water park, aren't we? Always have been, always will. Perfect. What you can do is you can make a crash out of it. So if your kids don't want to go and watch the football, you can land them at the top of the hill and just launch them down in a little rubber dinghy into the water park while you go and watch football. <laughs> Hours of this fun. Is, this is perfect because it was. Yeah. It was. Do you remember it was? Uh, it was rumored that at one point we were going to have escalators up the hill. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. Are you sure that wasn't one of the players who would work with Ian Atkins just trying to put that in? <laughs> <laughs> no, I Sean think it might Parrish. have even been Kelvin Thomas that said that said they'd been looking at the option of escalators at the hill. Yeah, Ridiculous yeah, waste of money, word. by the way. Um, <laughs> but if we're going to do Definitely it... Definitely won't happen then. No, well, <laughs> if, if we're going to do it, surely you're right, Jeffy. Let's, let's whack a couple of water slides on there. Boom, straight into the water park. Or do what we do in Somerset and get a massive thing of tarpaulin and just slide down it with washing up liquid. Hours of oh, fun. I thought you were going to talk about the cheese rolling situation oh no, that's Gloucester that's not Somerset I can't take claim for that Gloucester or ace at that we don't do cheese rolling here we do (laughs) 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 do you do welly wanging yes it's the best thing ever welly wanging welly wanging is amazing let's move on Neil (laughs) yep perfect so we've got a question from Greg Heffley on email Uh, who would win in a diving contest between Eric Sabin and Charlie Goode Charlie Goode Charlie Goo. Well, it depends what 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 Greg means by winning a diving contest because mm. I feel like Charlie Goo actually dives more than Eric Sabin did. I think you're right though, Chessie. Sabin dived with style. He dived um, in a classic French way. Charlie just doesn't give a crap. He's just over. You can, you can imagine Eric Sabin just diving with a, an unfiltered cigarette just sat between his lips. <laughs> <laughs> what and a baguette and some onions. And oh, now, 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 now. We're not, we're, not, we're not going down that road. Eric Sabin. Eric Sabin. Eric Sabin. You set me off now. You set me off. Eric Sabin. Pipe down there. Kieran Myers on the Twitter. Um, if you could have one celebrity play for the Cobblers, it can't be a sports person, though. Ooh. Right. Who would it be? Who would it be? So Kieran's given us a bit of a what he thinks he he reckons it either say slow tie because he's homegrown uh also he thinks david platt from corrie could be the next charlie good david platt, david platt well david corrie. platt would be a rubbish charlie good because didn't david platt almost get murdered in a car that sank into a river surely if you were charlie good you'd be able to shit house your way out of that and therefore david platt is not a good example I when, no idea. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, the only thing I can think of when I hear David Platt is that wonderful, wonderful goal against Belgium. That oh, he's that scored. volley! Yeah. Oh, oh never goodness. seen him in the same room. 
Oh. <laughs> Come on, Danny, who who would you have? Come on. That's a wide range of connections. Not quite a celebrity yet. Um, let's go. Um, no, come back to me. Right, Jeffy. Right, so mine's not necessarily a celebrity in itself. But For I God's say, sake, guys. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hear me out. I reckon I'd have Tim Peake. He's a celebrity. You can class that as yeah, a celebrity. Exactly, yeah, exactly, right? Because he could, fly, he could fly Let's into the penalty somebody. area. He'd need some right. kind of spacesuit to help him and score. I like right. it. Well thought out. I, I thought about it. <clears throat> Good. Uh, I'm going to say what I said on Twitter, which is Ryan Reynolds, just because he's dreamy. Perfect. I would go with Danny DeVito. Oh, that's a good one. That is a brilliant one. Danny what position DeVito. is he going to play? He'd play up front and he'd sneak under in, oh. in between the, the you know the defenders' <laughs> legs. legs and stuff. Yeah, it'd be brilliant. I only and remember also, him in Matilda. I like to think that when it came to a corner, Charlie Gooey could put him on his shoulders. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, great. Danny? Danny, come on. Uh, Bruce Springsteen. Let's go with him. <laughs> the boss. He can just boss the midfield. <laughs> Perfect. Right, we've got final... It was worth the wait. <laughs> it was worth the wait. We've got final questions from Stampy on Twitter. Stampy. Uh, he's, his first one, he's asking the wrong people, but he wants to know if we can get the club's Balti Pies delivered to, to home. <laughs> Why on earth would you want that? <laughs> well, he clearly likes the. He's obviously a fan. You don't, yeah. you don't want to add the delivery cost to that price already. <laughs> <laughs> Seventy-three pounds. <laughs> Just make one, and it's still frozen inside. <laughs> I mean, guys, we have so much time on our hands as a nation. We could just make them. Uh, he's got a question. This is for me, so I'll ask myself it. Actually, no, this is for you, Charles. Uh, is okay. Neil classed as a key worker because of his post bag, unlike as real post workers? Does I, I, I take it that means that, that postmen and women aren't classed as key workers? They are, aren't they? He's put post bag. He's put post bag in. He's put post bag in quotation marks as well, so I think it's taken the mick a little bit. I think he might be taking yeah. the mick. He's put key worker think, in. Those. I don't think he thinks you're an actual postman, Neil. Well, he needs to see my black and white cat. <laughs> um, happy to Neil, show. Neil, you're a key worker to me, my friend, but Thank I'd like you. to stay working from home, please. Thank you, Charles. I will happily stay working from home. I'm a key uh, worker. He- I'll be fighting, making sure everyone's all all right on the front line. Jeffy, we've got one uh, for you from Stampy. Have you self-isolated? Well, I can't. I've got to go to work. Because you are a key worker. I am a key, key worker. worker. Final one. Will we continue to slag off Mr. Hoskins? Who? Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Oh, no, we've not made another relative, have we? I can't keep up. No. <laughs> what? Bob Hoskins, Chessie? Oh, no. Dave Please Hoskins. tell me you know who that is. Have you heard of John Hoskins? I haven't got a clue what you're talking <laughs> you about. Have heard of Husky Hoskins? Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Please help. The old country you heard scene. of Harry Hoskins? <laughs> <laughs> Herbert Hoskins. You must have heard of Herbert Hoskins. Have you heard of Adebayo Hoskins? <laughs> have you heard of Ashley Hoskins? <laughs> Where did he come from? Where's he come from? Where did he log in? He's a patron. Get out of here. Oh, he's a patron, yes. Yeah, <laughs> he's just been here all the time. Uh, on that note, I think we should end the bulging, pulsating postbag this week. Uh, and we'll come back to it next week, won't we, Charles? 
Uh, we certainly will. Uh, so if you have got anything that you want to tell us or ask us, uh, then then do let us know on Twitter at Cobblers to Me on Facebook. It's all Cobblers, or send us an email. It's all Cobblers at Gmail dot com, or of course you can write a letter. Just literally put. <laughs> cobbler's podcast on the front and somehow it will find its way apparently <laughs> thanks to patreon supporter leeds united fan mike fuller after the successful return of the most eagerly anticipated game show ever known to be on this podcast no it wasn't neil or no neil it was named that bench and it's back again danny go it is you su- you say success charles because you won right and you wouldn't have brought it back if you didn't who's playing this uh, week VAR, by the way, has looked at last week's. Has it? Uh Oh, yeah. Breaking news, and it's uh, it's stayed with the correct decision. So, Charles did in fact win. (laughs) Good. Thank you very much. So, who's who's playing this week? Well, I suppose it's got to be. I'm 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 reigning winner. Winner stays on. Surely, winner stays winner stays on. I'll just I'll observe and throw in. Oh my god, you can't throw me in because I'm useless. It's your debut, My Chessie. memory You've got to is shocking. Who I knows won't be able to do it. Come on. Who knows when, on, whether you'll be able to get a chance again? There's no, there is no way I'll, I'll do it, but I'll look like an absolute plonker. So winner, winner stays on. So it's got to be Chessie this week, then. Yeah, I'll just right. throw in the odd, the odd random guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Like just if try we, and throw you guys off. This when better be when I've been alive. So usually we go for a quite famous cobbler's game, one that we all remember. Uh, this time we're not going to because I thought I'd Ooh. test you. Um, oh, this is one that we probably won't remember too well, uh, but it's got some fun fun names in there, so I went for it. Uh, we're going to 2004. This oh my week. god, I was like 12 uh, years old. Right. <laughs> uh, November 27th, 2004. In fact, who are we playing, Neil? Do oh, you know my birthday? Oh, November 27th. Yeah, it's my birthday. November the 27th, 2004. Was that when we played Wigan? It wasn't. It was Kidderminster Harriers oh, away. Oh, my God. Uh, some of the finest food you'll ever find at a football ground uh, at Kidderminster. Um, but the score was 2-0 to the Cobblers. Uh, 2-0, nice go on the town. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you the goal scorers because the one of the goal scorers was coming off the bench. Okay. A little clue. So 2004, Kidderminster v. Cobblers. Name that bench, Neil. Um, who's going first? Neil, do you want to do the coin toss? Oh, I'd love to do the coin toss. Can't do anything better. Toss it. Toss it. Toss that coin. Right, here we go. I've got a coin. You need to, need someone to call it. Yeah, you need to call. I've got my hand over it at the moment. Uh, Charles. Chester, Chester, you Oh, me. No. Yeah, heads or tails? Heads. It is, in fact, tails. Oh, Charles. Oh, I never win that. Jeffy wins. <laughs> <laughs> right. Come on, Jeffy. Jeffy, you're up first. Who was on that bench? Name right, it. so what? 2004. Darren Stamp was playing for Kidderminster that day. He was. Darren he was. And Wayne Hatswell. <laughs> Wayne Hatswell, yeah. No, yeah. Good memory, Neil. How, 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 was, how was his hat? Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> so I am going to go for... Uh, just just quickly, before she does guess, Danny, what time did this kick off? Uh, three o'clock, mm. Neil. Where I remember it well. Uh, Kidderminster. Good. Right. So it's <laughs> Kidderminster. Right. So, oh my God. It is Eric Sabin era. Eric Sabin era. Lee Harper era. Lee Harper era. So I'm going to go for Julian Alsop. 
Oh, oh, what made you think Julian Allsop? <laughs> Just a pure guess, Danny. Uh, have you got a banana in your fruit bowl? <laughs> it's not in my fruit bowl, but it's allegedly. Next to it. I have <laughs> well, if it's not your fruit bowl, where is it? <laughs> <laughs> next to the fruit bowl. Uh, <laughs> Julian Allsop actually came off the bench and scored. So well, you're hey, right, remember hey! it well. What a goal it was! <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> so, um. This was 2004. Yes, 2004. <laughs> <laughs> was this was this a year that culminated in playoff semi-final defeat to Southend United? Yes, it was. Fun story, actually. Fun story. Southend away in the playoffs. My friend dropped his phone in the sea. Did he actually? <laughs> yep. Oh, and they're not, like they, not like they were but nowadays. Uh, by the way, Danny, I know I'm not playing. I'm probably causing more of a problem than, than <laughs> anything. Uh, can I guess the referee at some point? Oh my god! You can, you, yes, it's yes, so it's a, good. It's a great referee, isn't it? Yeah. Go on, let, let's have that now, Neil. Just get it out of the way. Was it David Rennie? No, not David <laughs> Rennie. What's his name? Uriah, Uriah Rennie. Rennie. David Rennie. I mean, David Rennie, Rennie is Rennie. Rennie. David Rennie. 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 David, David Rennie, Rennie played for his in '97, did he? <laughs> yeah, it's one of the best. Um, it, it wasn't Uriah Rennie, no. No worries. Yeah. I'll, I was I'll a mascot when a Uriah Rennie um, was referee for us years ago. Fun fact for you. <laughs> It's gone out of control. This is what happens when Julian Alltop gets involved. <laughs> it's, it's Charles's guess. Charles, you're Charles. Up. you're up. Come on, Charles. 2004. Can I go with... A, a chicken. Oh, I mean, Jeffrey's yeah. gone quite bold because she hasn't gone the position that the first person usually goes for. No, she's, got it. she's, played, it. she's played it wrong, hasn't she? Goalkeepers, um, it was going to be my first guess, but I'm, I, I, I've had a wobble. No, uh, no, Charles, don't wobble. Was, no, I'm wobbling. I'm sorry, I can't help it. I'm going to go with a bit of a left field guess Ooh. here. Ooh. Um, I'm going to say Chris Carruthers. Ooh, Ooh, Chris Carruthers. That's a good one to throw in, in there. Ridiculous left guess. field in <laughs> more ways than one. Um, guess. It, it wasn't because... There was someone else playing there um, called Tommy Jashen. I'm sure you remember. Carruthers, Charles. wasn't that? Wasn't Carruthers his time? No, Charles, that's completely wrong. Nice to be able to mention for old Chrissy Carruthers. Famously played for England in the 20s. He did. Upton Park, wasn't it? Yeah. There we go. Uh, Jeffy, back right. to you. 1 0. Okay. I mean, he's given you a bit of an open goal now with the position wise. Oh, okay. Right. So if Lee Harper was in goal. Yeah, that's got to mean that Mark Bum was on the bench as a goalie. It was indeed. <laughs> I'm getting good at this now. I mean, well, you don't get cocky because Neil did a Keith Cole last week and threw away the two 0 lead. Um, <laughs> okay. So don't get too cocky, Charles. Got to do so it the again. result of that is still questionable. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to remember who was in the side back then. That's pretty much the only game. <laughs> Is it's the aim of the game. Yeah. You're right. But it's do, you really a, hard. do you want a tip, Charles? Uh, I'd love a tip. Like You can ask a friend if you want to ask a friend, and I'll be your friend. I don't, I'm not sure if I want that. Um. <laughs> I can give you, I'll give you a clue. Um, I think again, I know where you're going with I'm, this, Neil. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I really want that. Oh, um, yeah, don't you worry. Right, okay. So I, I've gone for... I went for Chris, right. Chris Carruthers was in in. He definitely wasn't one on the bench. year. You know, he definitely wasn't on the bench. Uh, he was in the year above me at school at Rawns Manor. In the year below me at school, mm-hmm. 
was a certain Luke Chambers. Was he on the bench? He was on the bench. Well played. And also, good to know you were sandwiched by a couple of cobblers at school. I was. What's the score, Danny? Uh, It's 2-1 to Jeffy. So this one's for the win, actually. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't get too won. excited, Jeffy, because Charles okay. finds a way. He does. Hmm. What? Well, so if I get this answer, I win. Yeah. Or if I get this you answer win. and Charles get, gets it wrong? No, no. If you get it, you've won because there's no more. There's not enough benches left. Right. Okay. You got Mark Burn, Luke Chambers, Julie Nilsop. Two to find. Mm. Was it a certain Ryan Amu, by any chance? Amu. It was Ryan Amu. He's plucked it. He's well, plucked hey. it from nowhere. Cool. Does that mean I get a debut win? You do. You get a well, debut hey. win. You win, win Jesse. You've got Let's to do it all again to next Neil week. See if you can name, Neil, can you name the fifth one, just for fun? Uh, the fifth person on our bench. Do I get? Do, if I get this right, do I reclaim my win no, from last no. week? No, you're not no. taking my win off me. No, not your win, Jeffy. Your win, fair, fair, win, fair win. But last week, it's still no. up in the air. No. This but is I'm just fun. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it was uh, Bertrand Kozic, of course. Oh. And the referee was Andy Durso. It Andy was. Durso. Oh. Yeah. Andy Durso. Small wordy Andy Durso, if you remember. It was a bit. Yeah. We need uh, we need some football back, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we could do some football. Interested in this, by the way, I was looking while you were playing name that bench. I pulled up the match report from Kidderminster Harriers, and their man of the match they gave to Simon Russell, uh, who it says uh, he's far too good for us and definitely too good for the conference. Never heard of him, so he can't be that good, can he? no he can't have been that's all we've got time for this week thanks very much for listening I hope that's brought a bit of cheer to your week Uh, keep self-isolating if that's what you're having to do stay safe don't go outside all of that nonsense that that people are telling us to do right now Uh, and remember if you do enjoy the podcast then please do subscribe tell your friends about it leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you, you can do that sort of thing and we'll be back next week for more hopefully Coppola's related chat. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our Meet The Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network.